Welcome back, everybody. It's episode 31 of Six String QB. Ben and Mark here once again with absolutely Damn nothing straight. to talk about. Yeah, really boring day. Really, uh, <laughs> really boring week. Really boring off season. Not really much to talk about. Just, just nothing. It's even worse this year with COVID, obviously. You now, like less draft stuff, I guess, and less everything. But we did. That's why we brought in. That's how we yeah. brought somebody in. You know, we went outside. <laughs> we went outside our usual group here. We went outside. Mm-hmm. We got some outside sources. We yeah. have the ultimate draft primer for you guys. We have Evan from Fair Shake Football. I'm sure most of you follow him on Instagram. He does great content. He's coming yep. on. And we have a great interview with him, talking the draft, talking to quarterbacks. Both Mark and I might be in, or both our teams might be in the market for quarterbacks. So we got pretty excited. We did. We did. Yeah, so we'll get to that interview in a little bit. Everybody stick around for that. It's great. But first, Mark. Yes. The quiz. It isn't dead yet. It's on its last legs. No, it is not. But. Oh yeah, it's yeah. There's there's not okay, much left there, unless we start inventing gonna, quarterbacks. No, you're gonna just need to give me like a random quiz. You know, no more football. Just yeah. like, how <laughs> many pairs? Harry's husbands. Yeah, or just like how many pairs can fit in the jar? Don't tell me what size of the jar. Just say or the a size jar. of the pairs. <laughs> just, or the size of the pairs. Yeah, just, just say hypo- just, hypothetical pairs in a hypothetical jar. Yeah. I, I create that in my mind, and then I give you the answer. Right, I'm th- yeah, no, I say yes. A, I'm thinking of a number <laughs> in my head for how many pairs could fit in this jar. What, what's your guess? I'll tell if you're right or wrong. I'm saying 11. What? No, bro. What are you talking about? It's a small jar. This it's is... a small jar. You can only fit six. No, idiot. I'm going like a mega jar. Come you on. Idiot. You idiot. The answer is six. God, you weren't even close, stupid. Fuck. That was a little <laughs> off. Sorry. <laughs> Come back next week when I guess again. <laughs> I was in a box. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay, but we do have quarterbacks this week. Last week we did Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson, right? Mm-hmm. I believe so. Pretty sure. This week, Kirk so. Cousins and Andy Dalton. Okay. Yeah, um, not the not the most exciting guys. <laughs> no, but no, they're there. You know, they've both done some cool things. You like that? I like that. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Mark. Um. So okay. guys, less. Because that's what we'll do first. Kirk Cousins, Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton has been in the NFL slightly longer, I believe. I'm going to say, like, Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton has less? Yeah, has less. Okay. So we will do Andy Dalton first. How many career double-digit comebacks does Andy Dalton have? The Red Rocket. The Red Rocket, actually. Four for Andy Dalton? Yeah, four. Never underestimate the Gingers. Andy yes, Dalton seven. has 10. Oh, wow. I was really between four and seven. I was not going to guess 10. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he was on a Bengals team that won a lot of games for a while there. Yeah, I, that's that's what I was thinking, but I really didn't, like, I don't know. He's, he's really, like, behind the scenes. Like, you know, he's not really a guy that, like, oh, shit, like, Andy Dalton killed it. He, no one really ever said that, ever. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was like, oh, the Bengals are in the playoffs again? Like, oh, he's exactly. in the bank playoffs again? All right, he'll probably lose first round, and then he lost first round. Yeah, spoiler alert, none of these are in the playoffs. But it shouldn't go. be a surprise to anybody there. But <laughs> I will read them out, give Bengals fans who day nation, I think that's what they are. I'll give you guys your due. So Andy Dalton, 10 career, well, Tigers. I guess Cowboys too, because one of these was for the Cowboys. Career double pitch comebacks. Week 16 versus Philadelphia, your boys. 2018 at Indianapolis, 2018 versus Miami, 2015 versus Seattle, 2014 at Tampa Bay, 2013 versus Green Bay, 2013 versus Cleveland, 2011 versus Buffalo, 2011 at Tennessee, and 2011 versus Cleveland. I think that was three in his rookie year, so that's pretty noteworthy. Good for you, Andy. Good for him. Good for Andy. Telling it. He he wasn't even a first-round pick, I'm pretty sure, so. Mm -hmm. Not at all. But 10 for Andy Dalton. You thought initially you thought Andy Dalton had less than Kirk Cousins, but yes. Andy Dalton also had ten versus where you thought he had four. So, what are you thinking here for Kirk yeah. Cousins? Kirk Cousins, I'm going to say like six. Kirk Cousins has five. Oh, okay. I'll take it though. That's one off. I, I'm not going to give you one off because we're at a very low margin here. You know, I was giving you one off when we were in double digits. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm one away here. I didn't give you that when we had the young guys who were getting five. It's not fair. What? That's not fair. 
I think. I think I deserve. You're out. You're asking for a participation trophy. I deserve the one point slack. I don't know, man. I'll take it. Kirk Cousins, five career double digit comebacks, as follows. Week 12 versus Carolina, week 13 versus Jacksonville, back to back weeks. 2019 versus Denver, 2016 at the Giants, and 2015 versus Tampa Bay. So he only had two in his time as Washington. They're not Kirk Cousins' thing, apparently. I don't know. Like, again, this stat doesn't really mean a whole lot, but they're just not his thing. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, I also have a quiz for you. Oh, I love it. This one's a good one. Okay. Okay. Am I going to get as easy as as easily as I did your last one? Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Hundreds of QBs have started 50-plus games since the merger. Okay. Only one has never thrown a pick six. I know this. I saw this. Uh, Who is that one? It's Kiss and Titties Mitch, right? It's Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. Let's go. I saw That's that recently. That's insane. How is that possible? He's throwing a lot How of picks. Like, yeah, he's throwing no. a lot of picks. <laughs> is he like one of those guys that throws a pick and then like sprints after him? Like, nope, I get your so. ass back here. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> It's, I mean, he's a pretty athletic guy, you know. He can chase down some people. Yeah, but it's like, you know, you can see him throwing the pick and he's like, son of a bitch, everyone on his ass, no touchdown. <laughs> I'm going to keep my stat. Oh. But, yeah, that's basically uh, everything I got. <laughs> <laughs> All I yeah. got. All I got. Yeah, um, um, it's a dark time for stats right now. Dark time yeah. for NFL right now. But... We got you the awesome interview. We're about to go to that right now. All right. We're joined by Evan, creator of Fair Shake Football, an NFL analyst account and podcast. How are you doing today, Evan? Thanks for coming on. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate that. All right. So starting off, I know it's a little early on, but when we look at this year's draft class and comparing it to last year's, where do you think this one stacks up? Um... Well, every draft class is different pretty much, but let's say it's unique in the quarterback department for sure. And then it's it's got a few areas that I can already tell is it's strong in. And, um, you know, it's just – I just kind of go into each draft with an open mind, and I'm just now starting to kind of be able to see the way this thing is shaping up. And I've only probably watched about 70, 80 players so far. I'm, I'm actually pretty early – into the um, process, at least probably about uh, 30% of the way done in terms of like how many players I'll get to. And then I'm going to go back and still watch these guys more. So I'm, I'm pretty early on in the process overall, but um, overall I can still see some strengths. Like at the, I like running back in this class. I like the quarterback position, obviously um, linebacker off ball linebacker has some good, uh, good players in it. The edge rushing spots are pretty deep in this class. And um yeah, I mean, that I could see the edge, the edge group having more first rounders than we expect, just um, or at least more first and second rounders than than maybe people realize. So it's uh, it's deep in some areas. Cornerback too in this class. Okay, so you you named a bunch of positions you like. Are there any that have stuck out to you that seem pretty weak heading into the draft? You know, I probably couldn't say just yet. I just with what I've. Like, cause I haven't even really started with the offensive tackles. I've watched um, a little bit of Penny Sewell and then Slater. I watched him again today. I like those two guys, but I, I haven't watched Darisol yet. I, I, he's on my list of, of guys to watch soon. So there are some positions that I haven't even touched yet. So like from that standpoint, it's kind of a, it's hard for me to say if anything's weak because I'd have to start watching that position and then kind of keep getting, you know, kind of a underwhelming results after one after another. So I, I don't know now at this point what's weak or whatever, but the ones I see are strong. I can, I can see because there are like multiple guys I think could go in the first round. And anytime you have four or five guys at one position that you think could go in the first round realistically, then it becomes a pretty strong position, you know, at, at running back, for example, there's, there are guys there that probably aren't going to go in the first round that I think when it's all said and done, we could look back and think that it would have made sense like like uh Demetric Felton, I'm not sure if he's gonna play receiver or running back or a little bit of both, but he's a guy that is probably gonna go third round, fourth round, you know, somewhere in there. But he will um I think he's gonna be a really productive player. 
sort of like Antonio Gibson last year, you know, third round, but he was, if you would have taken Antonio Gibson in the first round after just watching his rookie season, you would have said that was fine, you know, in terms of like what he was able to do as a rookie right away. So I think there are some guys like that at the running back position um, specifically. Okay. So one position I know you've watched quarterback. So most Mm -hmm. people say there's about like a top five, six, depending on your opinion. Can you give everybody a little bit of a preview on these top five, six guys? Yeah. 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 So um, Trevor Lawrence is obviously, you know, a a special dude. He is to me, the way I describe Trevor Lawrence is I think he has the floor of what we saw from Kyler Murray this year. Like, I think that there's a chance that um, he's not as, you know, as dominant as people want to believe, but I think that his floor is 2020 Kyler Murray, you know, like pretty good passer, sometimes really good, sometimes okay. And then like, I think his running ability may be his best asset. Like what he can do as a runner is, um, is pretty special. And at his size, like, was he like six, six, two forty or whatever? It's just, um, it's a rare thing to have. And he's quick too. He's not just, he's not just a long stride guy. He's quick enough to kind of make people miss and then, uh, you know, create yards with his legs. So um, yeah, Trevor Lawrence is, is obviously a top guy in this class from, um, from the quarterbacks. And then Trey Lance is somebody that I'm falling more and more in love with when I watch his, when I watch his tape in 2019 and I watched the one game in 2020 um, it makes me, I feel a certain way because Trey Lance, I feel like if we look at Zach Wilson, 2019 tape, and then you say Zach Wilson's going to be the, you know, second or third best quarterback in the 2020 draft. I mean, 2021 draft, you would never have believed that, you know, because he had like 11 touchdowns to nine picks. I think that Trey Lance, there's a chance that he is the same jump that was Zach Wilson from 2019 to 2020, but we just didn't get a chance to see it because he only played one game in 2020. Um, but that one game, even that one game, to me, if you look at the stat sheet, you would think that he played badly. But I think he, I think I saw key areas of improvement, especially just in like just certain maturity areas and things like that. Like the 2019 season where he, I think he didn't even throw an interception. That was a guy that was ni- a kid that was 19 years old. You know what I mean? So in his first year as a starter. Um, so I think Trey Lance. I think he's my number one quarterback in this class at this point. Uh, really? I really do. Above yeah. Uh, I just like Trey Lance a little bit. I think when we look back, it, we might be like, the reason he didn't get drafted as number one quarterback is because he didn't play in 2020. You know, we only played the one game. I think uh, we don't know the development that he's made. We don't know the jumps that he's made. We see what Zach Wilson's done from 2019 to 2020. We see what Trevor Lawrence has done because he actually kind of struggled in 2019 and then 2020 was able to like – solidify his top spot probably um, in the draft in terms of where he'll go. But to me, Trey Lance is just, I think he has a live or a bigger arm than, than Trevor Lawrence. I think that the accuracy inconsistencies are there with both Lawrence and Lance. But I think that with Lance, I just, I have more like, I think their accuracy in general is about even, to be honest. I think that when we see Lance, with a more mature mechanical, you know, uh, makeup in the NFL and in an NFL offense with NFL talent around him. I just, I really think he's going to, he's going to crush expectations just like Justin Herbert did last year. And I recorded the podcast about that. And I think Justin Fields at that point, I felt like was the best quarterback in the draft that I had watched. And, um, I didn't even, I, I liked Trey Lance and I liked Trevor Lawrence and all that, but, um, then I went back and watched the Northwestern game with Justin Fields and I watched the Indiana game and it's just, you know, I'm a little bit worried about his consistency overall and, and really a, a variety of areas. I will say and have his back on the one that I think is just bullshit where he, they say he doesn't ever look to his second progression. I think he does. Um, I've seen him do it multiple times, even in the Northwestern game where he struggled. He, I saw him work through multiple progressions on multiple occasions, even just in the first quarter, you know, I saw him do it several times, but, um, but right now it's just such a strong class. I'm putting him at four, uh, Zach Wilson. When you look at what he did in 2019, the stats were, were very mediocre, but his, the flashes of elite level play were there, right? It's probably similar to Joe Burrow. You know, what, what he did in the previous year, you look at the numbers and you're just like, yeah, you know, he's, he's just a guy, maybe, 
maybe a backup in the NFL. And then you see him the next year just go crazy. Well, Zach Wilson did basically the same thing. Not quite the same thing, but like, you know, a very similar jump. And it was really just like more mechanically sound, um, more of an understanding of the mental game. You can see the game just slowed down for him a little bit. And what I think about Zach Wilson, I think what happens if he makes the same kind of jump from 2020 to 2021 that he did from 19 to 20, you know, like what, what is he going to look like as a rookie? Cause if he it winds up in a, in a perfect spot for him, he may be like, you know, any one of these guys could, it would not shock me if any one of them won rookie of the year, at least from the standpoint of the top four guys, fields, Mac, I mean, uh, fields, Lawrence Lance and Zach Wilson, any one of those guys to me could, could win rookie of the year. I have Mac Jones slightly underneath those guys at five right now. And, um, and then Kyle Trask would be six. I know a lot of people don't like Kyle Trask. I do. I like him. I, I don't think he's, you know, going to be anything special, but I do think he has a chance to become an NFL starter, you know, probably second or third round guy though. Okay. Great, you know. Yeah, that was, that was awesome. We, uh, <laughs> yeah. we just learned everything about the quarterbacks, but so <laughs> you're a Panthers fan, right? Yes. Okay. I am as well. So oh, cool. if, the Pan- if the Panthers don't go in for Deshaun Watson, is there a guy you want us to get at number eight? Trey Lance. Yes. Trey Lance. Definitely. Do you think there's a chance yeah, he'll be there? I think that he well, I mean, if you it's it's tough because if you look at like where the media consensus is on him, and I, I mean I see what they're saying on Twitter and things like that. Um, I don't really look, I haven't even really looked at any mock drafts yet because I didn't know the guys. So it's like I don't watch college football just as a fan. I just don't. Um, I'm too busy with the NFL. So like I go into the college football draft season where like I don't even know who these guys are. Like look at some mock drafts just to figure out who I'm going to watch and stuff. But um, I just I, I think that he could be based on what I see from like just how people are viewing the quarterbacks. It seems like Trevor Lawrence is just a foregone conclusion that he's the QB one that he's going to Jacksonville. And then after that, it, it gets interesting because, you know, it just really depends on what day you're scrolling through Twitter to look at, like, you know, what people are saying. Like, Zach, Justin Fields was easily the QB2 for a while, and then now it's kind of Zach Wilson. And it's just – I think the Panthers will – if they're going to take a quarterback, I think they'll have to trade up simply because they can't love all of them equally. You know, they have to have one that's their guy. And I think that it's rare to see – teams just sit there and hope they fall to eight unless it was like a Dwayne Haskins situation where, you know, you, you were like, ah, oh, we'll take him if he drops to there, you know, and that was kind of the owner from what I understand too, just saying, Hey, you know, just take the kid. We thought he was going to be gone and I want quarterback. So, um, so I think Carolina will have to at least go up to five or something like that to get the quarterback if they love him like that. And I think that the only reason, they should take one right now as if they really love him. And I think they should love Trey Lance or, um, or Zach Wilson. I, I like Zach Wilson a lot too. I mean, really I could even, you know, or Justin Fields, but my personal preference would be Trey Lance. And obviously I'd love for us to not have to trade up and give away assets, but I just don't think that's realistic. You know what I mean? With all the teams that need quarterback, you're just going to sit there and hope. I, I, don't, I don't think that's a wise strategy. You know what I mean? Like, For example, Patrick Mahomes a few years ago, Kansas City traded up from like, what were they, in the deep 20s to all the way to number 10, I believe. I guarantee you they don't regret that move. You know what I mean? Like, if you can lock down, if you hit on that pick, if you lock down a franchise quarterback, it really doesn't matter. You know, give away whatever you have to. And that's why if I was Carolina, if I could trade for Deshaun Watson, I would give them five first-round picks. I really would because everything else can kind of come together in some way or another, you know, trades – low risk, high upside, uh, free agents kind of guys like Shaq Barrett. They signed Shaq Barrett two years ago in Tampa for $3 million. You know what I mean? Um, trade a fourth round pick for Jason Pierre-Paul. Now it's all of a sudden one of the best, if not the best, edge rushing duos in the NFL. They win a Super Bowl together in large part because of their production. So you can piece together other parts of the roster around that guy if you get that guy. But to get that guy, you've got to invest heavily. You know what I mean? So that's just my take on that. No, that was, exactly. yeah, that was great. I, I'm with you. Like, get up, give up whatever for Deshaun Watson. I don't want to have to draft yeah. a guy. I want Deshaun Watson. You yeah, yeah. Christian McCaffrey, do it. I'd give away Christian McCaffrey, Brian Burns, Jeremy Chin. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, you know, I like, I, I don't want to. I love those guys. As a Panther fan, of course, I love them. But, you know, you just give away whatever you have to give away. 
to get those to get that guy, especially Deshaun Watson. You know, they've already paid a twenty-seven million dollars signing bonus anyway, so we would just be taking on his his salary. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. even and his roster bonuses. I think he has a seventeen million dollars roster bonus in a couple of years. But the point is, you even get a twenty-seven million dollars discount essentially when you trade for him. So. I'm totally okay with giving away whatever we have to if that happens. I don't think Houston's going to trade him still, but it's starting to become more of a realistic possibility than it, you know, than it was. So um, we'll see. Hopefully we do get him. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. But going back, like you, you mentioned Trey Lance and me being an Eagles fan and not being sold on Jalen Hurts and hearing the rumors that the Eagles are kind of interested in Trey Lance. That's music to my ears as well. Unless that they absolutely love just falls in their lap. I think they'll just keep this year as a year to see what happens with Hurts. And um, because if Hurts succeeds this year, I think it will be because he's just like, there's a, bu- there's a bunch of young receivers there that have upside. Um, Quez Watkins and Hightower and then Jalen Rieger, who I love. But like, it'll be because Hurts is just that guy. If he's able to, to have even some promise surrounding him entering year three um, after this year, then I think um, – think you'll have your guy. I think it just makes so much sense for their situation to to just see what he is, you know what I mean, for one year. But Yeah. My big thing with him is we just need to surround him with talent. And <clears throat> yeah. I don't really know if RGM has the capabilities of doing that. <laughs> right. <laughs> At this point, you're kind of like, fingers crossed, hope that J.J. Arcega-Whiteside and, and Quez Watkins, Hightower, Jalen Rieger, like if they can become a formidable wide receiver, you know, group, um, and maybe you, I don't think you're going to keep Zach Ertz. I'm not sure, but if maybe go to, along with them, if that becomes a, a legit unit, you know, a legit, uh, weapons for him, then that, that would be awesome. But like, I liked Ertz coming out. I, I think, I think I compared him to Dak Prescott, um, coming out. I, I liked him. I thought, I thought he was a uh, guy that I would take in the first round, you know, just simply because he's a winner and he can throw well enough to to be an effective quarterback, you know. And I mean, we saw that at times this season. It just it wasn't all that consistent. But if you like Carson Wentz is a guy that they had to take out because he couldn't do anything, and then Hertz came in there and played better than Wentz. So for a guy to play in his first few games ever and to do it better than Carson Wentz is is an accomplishment. Because I think, you know, I've never been a huge Wentz guy, but I think that Wentz will play better in Indianapolis um but still for Hertz to play better than Carson Wentz was last year I think is is definitely promising you know and I know it wasn't it wasn't um great by any means but I think that just like for where they're at they're not going to have a bunch of cap space to like surround him with a lot of talent this year so I think for where they're at it just makes sense for them to just ride it out one year with them see what they got and then move on from there if it needs to happen you know they need to look elsewhere. Okay. I'm down with that. Yeah, I'm that. sure that was reassuring for you, Mark. You compared him to Dak Prescott because Mark was not yeah. big on Jalen Hurts for a while there. <laughs> yeah, no, oh, okay. I, I'm, a, I'm a big Carson guy. So yeah. when, okay. when we got rid of Carson, I was I was very uh, upset. But it's, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm still accepting like, you know, Jalen Hurts. Like I do, I do want to see what he has because those four games, you know, they weren't <clears> his, the most perfect games in the world, but they weren't, they weren't shit. Right. And he played well against the Saints. He even played really well against the Cardinals. I thought, I thought the Cardinals game might have been his best game. Honestly, like he he played really well and showed you that he has the kind of toughness and and just pedigree to kind of come back from that early hole they were in there. And um, I think he has a chance to be a legit starter in the NFL. I really do. But well, I, thank you. I mean, That's I very can, reassuring. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay, um, I got another question for you on the draft. So obviously this is a weird year with COVID and everything. How has that impacted you with scouting? Is it harder to find film? You know, there's a lot of guys who just opted out for last season, so you don't even have any film on them. Yeah, that's that's the weird part. If you are going to draft a player in the first round especially, and you're going to basically give them a guaranteed $20 million, somewhere in that range, right? It just goes against your conventional wisdom to like have them not want to play. You know what I mean? Like you're going to draft that guy and he didn't want to play. And I know I'm not, you know, the reasons may be justified or whatever, but like, are you going to take the guy that didn't want to play or like a guy like Trevor Lawrence, he didn't have to play. He wanted to play and actively like pushed for playing Like that's the kind of guy you want to draft. You know what I mean? In the first round, you want a guy that 
wants to play. So like um, for some of those guys, if it's, if they're not, if front offices are not sure about them, they don't have a super strong conviction. They're just going to, I think some of those guys are going to be surprised at how far they fall. There's going to be one or two guys that we think is going in the first round, at least one or two. And I think that falls to round two or even three. And you're just like, what happened? Why did this happen? And it's going to be because maybe they were a one year wonder in terms of production and then they didn't play, you know what I mean? And I think uh, that's going to be interesting to handle or see how the NFL handles that. But yeah, that part is definitely going to be that. And then um, there's the, the combine not happening really sucks. You know, and I think anybody, I'm not sure if anybody turned down an invite to the Reese's senior bowl, but if they did that, that's going to be, that's just not a good decision this year, especially I mean any year, but like if you did the Reese's this year and didn't even go to, talk with the teams it could really cost you some some draft positioning in my opinion so um yeah it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out it sucks you know not having the combine like every single media outlet there is that covers the draft writes a you know a bunch of articles after the combine like combine risers combine fallers like none of that stuff is going to happen this year because we don't have a combine and now like there's all these you know alleged numbers like oh that guy ran four three he ran four three you know I think uh, Caleb Fairley, who's really fast, ran like four two or something. It's like it just makes you like, did he really? Or and so, but Daniel Jeremiah had a good point about that. How the teams are mainly kind of shifting to the like technology that they have to be able to see how fast they're running on the field. So that makes sense. But like, it's not just the forty. You know, it's it's the agility drills and the the vertical and the you know everything. So. To me, I use that as a part of my evaluation process. So that's just something I no longer have, you know. And um, if I if I had my way, of course, I I would definitely have that as part of the puzzle, you know. So yeah, yeah that part sucks. Yeah, I was going to mention that about the the four two by Caleb Presley. I saw it this morning. I'm like, yeah, I don't really think he ran that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's really fast, but still, yeah. like four twos, oh man. You know, <laughs> sure would like to see that in Indianapolis, like on an official, you know, in an unofficial capacity or whatever. But exactly. Yeah, maybe it's a good thing it's, there's no combine actually, because you know, there's always the John Ross who runs a four-two and that shoots him up the draft board, and then we realize he wasn't actually that good at football. He's just really fast. Right. It forces you to only like grade them on playing football, which is maybe you're right, maybe a good thing. I agree. Yeah. So now when you look at this draft, you know, do you have your, your sleepers? You have people that you already mentioned, like the running backs, you know, you're saying that they could be drafted later on. Who do you think is going to be like a sleeper of this draft? And who do you think is going to be someone that maybe drafted too early and they might not flourish as well? So I mentioned earlier, Demetric Felton, I think is his name. Um, I'm not sure if he's going to play running back or wide receiver. It doesn't even matter to me. He just, I think that some, I saw someone on Twitter who's a, it was a verified person on Twitter saying that he'd likely be like a fourth round pick. If that happens, it's going to be just too easy. You know, like that's just too, that's too easy to me of an evaluation and guys that aren't going to get drafted as high. Um, I don't, I don't know if I have one of those right now because I, um, I'm still, there's still a lot of alleged top guys that I need to go watch, you know? So um, I'm not, I'm not sure. About that. That's fair. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so again, you're early in your draft process, but you know how there's always that, or at least people say there is, there's that one player in that one team that just seems like the perfect fit, like a linebacker going to Baltimore, playing last year's draft, a linebacker going to Baltimore. Have any stuck out to you so far this year? Let me, let me take that back. Micah Parsons is a guy I could see dropping a little bit. Um, so to go back to your last question. So yeah, Micah Parsons to me, he could be really, really, really good. And I'm not, I'm not low on him necessarily. But there are things about his game, especially not playing last year, that I would have liked to see. Like, he had a bunch of tackles. But he also, he also is out of position a lot, defending the run. He's, yeah. He needs to be in a system that allows him to just play downhill and kind of takes away the – he doesn't have a great first step. Like, what made Luke Keekley so great was that he always knew what was happening. And he, his first step was always going – in the right direction. You know, it never, he never false step. Micah Parsons is the opposite. You know, he's more like Devin white. 
where obviously Devin White's awesome. I'm not, I'm not, you know, but Devin White had a similar kind of issue, not as bad in my opinion, but like this guy's a lot of times going to be out of position. I think he can cover really well. So if you ask him blitz or cover, you know, or, or play downhill and then, or cover, you know, just, I think you need to kind of put him in a specific role where he can do his thing but but I could definitely see him dropping a little bit because I think people are thinking top five, top 10 for him. I could see him dropping to like 15 or 20. I really could. So anyway, sorry. What, what was the next question or what were you what were you asking? <laughs> uh, I answered that great. No, yeah, that was a great answer about Mike Parkins. He's a guy I've heard a lot about, so that was interesting. But yeah. uh, so you know how every year it seems like there's one player and one team that are just a perfect fit. Like last year, you know, one of the linebackers going to Baltimore, Patrick Queen, Kenneth Murray, either of them. Have any stuck out to you this year or player team fit that just seems perfect? Um, you know, this probably wouldn't happen, but Zach Wilson to the 49ers just still to me just seems like perfect. You know what I mean? Like the, a match made in heaven. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. I think that's really the only one off the top of my head I can think of right now. But But Zach Wilson, just everything he does fits that scheme there so perfectly you know and it's everything Shanahan wants he's not a run first quarterback but he's plenty mobile enough and um yeah that was the first thing I wrote down when I when I when I started watching him was just like he's meant for Kyle Shanahan you know so yeah that's definitely the most picture perfect fit I can think of um right now all right right. yeah so that was awesome you gave us a ton of football knowledge not just us but I'm sure everybody's listening we have a little bit of a change of pace here. We have a last question we like to ask all our guests. Um, I'm going to direct your attention to Zoom here for share screen. I don't know if you've seen this before. Pick two to defend you. The rest are coming to attack. You've got different groups of animals here. you got like 50 hawks, 10 alligators or crocodiles. We're still not sure. Three bears, seven bulls, one uh, human hunter with like an old-fashioned hunting rifle, 15 wolves, 10,000 mice, five gorillas, and four lions. What, what are you thinking here? I'm going with the lions, man. Give me four okay. lions. All right, I like that. What's your what's your second pick? You get two groups. The wolves, probably the lions wolves. wolves. The, the numbers on the wolves will. Uh, I feel a little bit comfortable with that too. All right, yeah, I like it. I okay. went uh, bears and lions. What was yours, Mark? Uh, I think I said the the rats and the gorillas. That's what I said because there's just so many so many rats. You know, I feel like there there's something you can do with that. You know, they can just wrap up and, and uh, work in by <laughs> numbers, like Ratatouille. But yeah, I think that... Uh... Yeah. Um, thank you so much, Evan. That was an awesome interview. You gave us a, a ton of information. Everybody go check out his podcast. Uh... Cool, man. Thanks, you guys, for having me. I appreciate it very much. All right. Thank you to Evan for a, a great, great interview. What would you say, Ben? Very informative. Um, I did. I haven't done a ton uh, looking into the draft yet. And as I said before, we're both guys who could be in the market for a quarterback. Our teams are. So yes. everything he said was awesome. I was listening very intently. Mm-hmm. He did reassure me about Jalen Hurts. So that was that was pretty good to know. And he even spoke his love about Trey Lance, who I have been talking about a little you have. bit. You have. And I, I'm with you on Trey Lance. Yeah. That's that's good to hear that that a draft analyst thinks the same. So. Yeah. Pretty good to know. Yeah. Uh, any of them, at, any of the top four, really, it seems like we should be happy mm-hmm. with if our teams get. Exactly. But, but do a little bit of news, Mark. Yes. Not much. Uh, you'll, these are the reports that during the season I would just ignore. Like, who cares? <laughs> but <laughs> right now, we have to work with what we've got. Yes. First one JJ Watt could reportedly get $16 million a year. That shocked me. In this like well, low cap year, yeah, it's okay, okay, yeah. But I mean, it's it's when he's healthy, he still plays at a very high caliber. Sixteen million a year, though, like that's a lot of money for a defensive lineman. Yeah, and an old but, one who hasn't been yeah. that that good recently. Like again, he's still a great player, but I thought he was going to be on a bargain deal, not sixteen million a year. No, uh, he's going out there proving that he knows what he's got, and he's probably doing that to pair himself with like an insane duo. And just be like, you know what? We're going to rock this NFL. Well, supposedly his top five teams are Tennessee, Green Bay, Buffalo, 
Cleveland and Las Vegas. So really only one team on there would he be on a elite duo, which would be the Browns and Miles Gary. So yeah. maybe not. But also the Bills are supposedly the favorite of the five. That's upsetting. I wanted to go to Vegas. You want to go to Vegas? I just want to see what he can yeah, I want to see what he can do with uh that crazy Raiders room. You know, because there's potential that Richard Sherman might go there too with his with yeah, you know, we talked about blatantly, his tamper. <laughs> blatantly tampering, saying, you know, I need a corner and you're a corner, so yeah. why don't you join my team? We'll give you 13 million a year, but no, this isn't tampering. <laughs> this isn't tampering. It's just me saying, you know, come to my team. Yeah. It was just two people talking about, you know, potentially joining one team. shared love for joining the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One's shared love of coaching the Raiders and one's proposal for them to join his Raiders. There's no tampering there. Never. But yeah, so you want to go to Las Vegas? Um, yes. Those are the fa- I, I'd like him on the Bills. I'm a little worried that, again, 60 million, I feel like is a little bit much for JJ Watt. So is that really the way Buffalo should be spending their money? You know, trying to get over the hump for a Super Bowl? I don't know about that. Well, I mean, what do you think they really need to address money on? Like, pass rush. So JJ Watt would help with that. Yeah, they definitely exactly. need pass rush. But I'm I think they like, would- their offense is, is fine. Their corners, I guess you can work on that, but you can focus on that on the draft. So if they solidify J.J. Watt. I think with Buffalo, I think they could use a couple good pieces instead of one potentially great one in J.J. Watt. Like, if you could make upgrades along the line, maybe one or two spots. Like, their line was solid, but could get overpowered at times, definitely. I think they allowed J.J. Uh, remember the Joey Bosa game? That was insane. I'm pretty sure that was against Buffalo. Like, they had a couple rough games there. They could definitely use some help along the line. Um, maybe a couple pass rushers would help more than just JJ Watt. I don't know. I don't know that I love that fit. I like the Raiders fit. I think that's yeah, because uh, they keep striking out with pass rushers, so might as well try another yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. I really hope that you know me. I always want to see the Raiders do well. I think I, I like John Gruden. I want him to succeed. Oh, yeah, you're you are a big Gruden guy. Yeah, yeah. I want to see Gruden succeed, but it's okay. You know, that's my hope. What little little by little they will get better, you know. Even Russell Wilson now saying, you know, the Raiders are one of his teams. Send there you go, Mark. Perfect Send segue once there. again. So mm-hmm. still, the Russ rumors are out there. We have discounted them at every turn. Don't believe he's going to be traded, but keep persisting. They're growing. Supposedly, yeah, honestly, you could even say they're <laughs> it's growing. It's true. It's it's either people are very bored and have no news, which is most likely. Yeah. But <laughs> most on the other hand, is. but on the other hand, it could be just news is growing. So yeah. we're going to take the ladder here and say the news is growing. Yeah, well, we'll take that approach. We'll be positive for once. But as you said, Raiders are one of the four. There's four teams he said that he would be willing to go to, which are the Raiders, the Bears, the Saints, and the Cowboys. So a lot of talk about that one. Yeah, and then I heard one where it was like, it was like take the Cowboys out, and it was like the Dolphins and the Jets I read yeah. somewhere. So I saw I saw something similar about the Cowboys. Like people were just saying, I don't think it was like an official report. It was just people saying that's preposterous. They're not going to get rid of that and then trade for Russ. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, hey, that's scary. Thinking about like potentially Deshaun Watson on the or Flash football team, and and uh, Russell Wilson on the Cowboys. That's that's very scary. Yeah, that's not fun for an Eagles fan, is it? That's that's very scary to think about. And then Jalen Hurts singing snaps into center. <laughs> Dominant, um, dominant yeah. trio right there. Yeah, everyone's on the same level there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and Daniel Jones, nothing. All super and Daniel Jones. Oh yeah, the, the, we're just like an extreme NFC East there. But seriously yeah. though, um, I I don't know if it would happen. Probably not. I would see mo- most likely the teams that are willing to give up draft capital are like the Jets. I can see honestly. Um, the Saints, I can see them giving up capital, but I don't know what capital they have to give up. Yeah, that's the thing with the Saints. Um, they really can't afford to take on Russ's contract. Yeah. And then, obviously, the Raiders, I think, is a great, great fit. And then, in that case, they can ship off Derek Carr and – or, yeah, yeah, ship off Derek Carr because, honestly, you can't really ship off Marcus Mariota. Actually, hold on. Something very interesting about Russ's contract. I'm on spot track right now. He got a very big signing bonus. And the way signing bonuses work is... They don't affect the cap. Well, no, not exactly. They don't affect the team that trades for him. 
like that doesn't go on their cap. So the Seahawks are on the hook for all of the signing bonuses. If they trade him today, they would still have to pay like signing bonuses. You give them 65 million over a five-year deal. It's 13, 13, 13, 13 every year. That's how it works. You put right the signing bonus, right? So the Seahawks have given him like two of the years of the signing bonus. They would still be on the hook for the other three. So they have 36 million or 39 million. Jeez, I can't do math. Dead cap. But whoever trades for him doesn't have that. So his cap is really would not be that bad. Hold up. That's kind of interesting. We'd be talking about like 20 something million a year. Yeah, that isn't horrible. That's really good for us. Yeah. Sean they Watson is... asked for the, the Stafford package then. You know, we got to give up just a lot of. A lot of capital and draft. Oh, you got to give away one of the Stafford package. So much more. It's Russ. You got to give up yeah. more than Watson, I would think. Yeah, I, I can see that going either way since he's younger. But, I can see them both getting the same offer, honestly. Yeah, because, yeah, like Russ is better, but Watson's younger. So it's a little bit of here yeah. and there. But the thing about Deshaun Watson's contract is I think it's $10 million for the team that trades for him in the first year. And then it goes up to like 34 and 36 I believe. So Russ would be considerably lower than those last two numbers every year. So not bad at all. Yeah, exactly. In that case, then every team should be calling up the Seahawks first to figure out, like, you know, if they want to trade for him. Oh, well, yeah, I think I said last week, uh, a third of the league has been calling them. And mm-hmm. if I'm John Schneider, I'm not answering any of these phone calls, but like, I'm literally just throwing away my answering machine. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Texans are answering the phone. And then hanging up. Yeah. <laughs> they answer to listen to the listen to the offer. Yeah. And then just hang up. All right. Thank you. Boop. Like, we're not trading Deshaun Watson. You're you are trading Deshaun Watson. Like it's gonna happen. I think he's so. not gonna play. I uh, yeah, he's not I, gonna play. I, they've been very adamant about it. I can really see him staying because NFL teams have a lot of power over you. They can always just find you in training camp, but I really think he wants out, and at a certain point, there's only so much he can do. And I stand by. I think he's going to be a Panther. I'm feeling it. I keep feeling it, but Sean, uh, Terry Bridgewater. Fuck, what's his name? Teddy Bridgewater. Couldn't think of his name. (laughs) Teddy Bridgewater is going to be taking that. Terry Bradshaw. (laughs) Fucking, it said all these people with T in their name. Fucking, yeah. Teddy Bridgewater is going to be taking staff from the center. Keep telling yourself all you the just, yeah, things. Bro, you just root for me for my pain. You want me to suffer. It's all right. Don't worry. It's going to happen. Be like, Teddy Bridgewater under center. He's going to kill it. He's going to ball out. I don't like you. And then Because you know he's not going to ball sacked. out. You just want me to cry. He's going to ball out. He's going to ball it. out. You take like him then. He'll ball out for your team. No, I don't need him. Yeah. Okay. But next thing. So remember when we talked about Drew Brees retiring? Supposedly he's never officially retired, and like there's been videos of him working out. So maybe Drew Brees isn't retired. (laughs) Everyone's been operating as if he is, but supposedly he's never officially retired. Isn't he a free agent? Like if he doesn't retire? I don't think so. I feel like he is. In that case, what are you doing, dude? Are you going to pull like a Philip Rivers and just go to one team? And then. No, he's under contract for next year. Oh, well, all right. The Saints have restructured this band's contract so many times that he's, they're going to have 6 million in dead cap in. Uh, no, they're going to have 12 million in 2022 when he's not on the roster, regardless, because they just keep fucking with his contract. <laughs> like that's how the Saints keep freeing up cap space every year. They just push off Drew Brees' money. Like, yeah, don't worry. You'll get it eventually. It's think- not right now. I think even if he retires, they're going to have like 20 plus million in dead cap next year from him because everything they've done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's I'm excited cool. to see how the Saints get out of their cap issues because weren't they like 90 million over at one point? Mm-hmm. And the cap rose. Like, it rose five think... above where it was expected to be. So nothing substantial. Yeah. Exactly. But, but progress. It's progress. You know, it's something. So, oh god, yeah. So, according to Spot Track, there's still 70 million in the hole. <laughs> That's not good. That's not good at all. No, no, it's not. Yeah, I don't even know. Like, as much as we think Taysom Hill and uh, James Winston are going to do well there, the Saints roster might end up being severely depleted with all the guys they're going to have to cut or trade. 
Oh yeah, one hundred percent. So that Saints that Saints roster is going to start turning out like the uh, Rams roster, where you know they have that one year wonder, and then it's everything just slowly starts to fall off. Well, the Rams are back now, but yeah, they lost so many players that one off season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like I'm I'm looking at it right now. There, Jason Hill makes a lot of money. <laughs> I forgot about that, but Cam Jordan, Michael Thomas, like those are two of the Saints' best players, but they might have to get rid of one of them because they have no other choice. Teron Armstead too. Norris Jenkins is gone, but they, they have to get rid of some of these guys somehow. Yeah. But oh man. Okay. A uh, little more news. Lamar and the Ravens are apparently not negotiating so well. Things aren't going so great for them. They're nowhere well, near close on a deal. That's reassuring, you know? Nothing like a little struggle with signing a contract and negotiating. You know, a franchise quarterback. So the thing is, he still has two more, like two more years, because he was a first-round pick. Um, he's played three years, and the yeah, fifth-year option, me... he's still under contract mm-hmm. for two more years. So they don't have to do it right now, but yeah, it's obviously not a good sign when you're not talking well, communicating well with your franchise quarterback. Exactly. Yeah. Do you think he stays? I mean, this is very much speculation. We're probably reading way too much into it, but do they go crazy yes. and let Lamar go? He's 100% staying. Yeah. But that would be hilarious if he does it. Although, bro, if Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, and Deshaun Watson were available in the same offseason, oh, my God. Do you want a mobile quarterback? (laughs) How much can you offer? (laughs) Another thing is those are like, how many black quarterbacks are there in the NFL anymore? Not that many. There's really not that many. Like, Cam's a free agent. I was going to say, like, slap Cam into that offseason. You're like... All right. <laughs> yeah, it seems like all the black quarterbacks are available. That's interesting. Um, no. Uh, well, so. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott's available. Dak Prescott's a free agent. He's working. He's working around his stuff. Um, Jalen Hurts still on a team. Teddy. Um, Teddy still on a team. Jameis Winston. I guess you can say is the Saints starter, but free agent. He's a. That's right. He's a free agent. Um. Yeah, that's bad. I can't really think of anybody else. It's hard to think on the top of your head, but that's okay. You said, uh, or we talked about Cam a little bit. Supposedly, Belichick really loves Cam. You know, maybe he stays there. And I know he wasn't great in New England, but they also have probably the worst offensive talent pool in the league. So I could see him at least being better if they were to keep him. I would prefer they went a different route, but I don't think it would be a complete disaster. Yeah. I mean, it... He's he's. I feel like they should take Mac Jones personally in the draft. I feel like he'll be a better fit, and I feel like he would dra- drop far enough to the uh, New England Patriots to take him. That's why I just personally think is better. But if you really don't want Mac Jones, then by all means, yeah, Cam Newton's great to have for another season. Yeah, I mean that's true. So they're outside the top eight, and from talking to Evan, it seems like the top four probably won't make it outside the top six, let alone the top eight. So the Patriots, unless they're trading way up, they're going to have to look at the Mac Jones or Kyle Trask's of the world. Yeah, exactly. Which, I mean, like I said, they're not bad quarterbacks. I mean, even Emerson, they're not bad quarterbacks. It's just not the top four. Yeah, the top four, those are your franchise guys. I, yeah, if we don't get Sean Watson, we better get one of those guys in the draft. I'm going to be mad. Mm-hmm. Okay, but uh, another Ravens thing. They're looking Kyler straight. Murray. <laughs> Kyler Murray is another one. Um, sorry, I'm just like I said to look it up, and this, this is what I got. Um, white, Los Angeles Chargers, white, Bengals, white. Matthew Stafford gets on the rim. You can say Matthew Stafford Colts. is as white as it gets. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. No, no, no. Because I'm looking at the Rams and I'm like, oh, you can see like Matthew Stafford. I'm saying like every quarterback. Colts have Carson Wentz. The Jets have Sam Dorn. Yeah, I think that's all of them, honestly. The Vikings have Kirk. Oh, Miami Dolphins, Tua Tagovailoa. You butchered that one hard. Tua Tagovailoa. Tua Tagovailoa. Isn't it T-U-N-G? Like phonetically spelt? Yeah, it's like tongue. Tongue of my yeah. love. Like there's an end in there phonetically, but I think that's how you say it at least. 
I think that's at Suicide. least a passable way of saying it, where like some announcers will say it like that. That might not be the like, perfect like way to say it. To, to a tag. to Because everyone says to a tags. So that's why like, every, like I feel like I have to say to a tag of Iowa. People call them to a tags? You've never heard that before? No. Who are you talking to? I've heard that like all the time. Like literally all the time. To a tags? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have made that shit up. Like I'm, I have definitely. Had I, I I googled two attacks and nothing, nothing, man. Maybe you had a dream. Yeah, but two Tango Vilo comes up. Because I put Tua. Tua is a very unique name. Yeah, well, why don't we just call him Tua Nigula Pula Pula Tua Tango Vilo. No, just admit the feet. No one calls them two attacks. You made this up. I've no, I swear to God, I've not made that up. Like it's mm. been said before. I'm so okay. firm on that. Okay. Anybody listening, let us know if you've heard two attacks. Two yes. attacks. I don't buy it. Why don't you take a why don't you go on his Wikipedia page right now and take a, a swing at pronouncing his first name? <laughs> Who wouldn't give him money? Oh, God. No, I don't think I can say that. I don't think I can say that. I'm going to give up now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quit while I'm behind. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm it's, not going to try that again. That's going to get clipped. There goes my career. I yeah. just listened to how you actually pronounced his first name. Can't say it. There's there's a hard emph- emphasis on something. Yeah, that's that's what I was saying before. Yeah, I heard myself yeah. say that and I just gave up. Yep. Yeah, that's why I wanted you to say it to see how you were gonna pronounce that part. <laughs> but but yeah. All right. Um last thing we talked about Isaiah Wilson, remember the Titans failed draft pick. Uh how the Titans gave him an ultimatum. Man said he's done yes. he's done being a Titan. He tweeted that he's no longer a Titan in his mind, something like that. Oh. He tweeted. So yeah, that's got to be one of the fastest busts ever. Maybe not the biggest bust ever, but certainly in terms of time. No, 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 no. There was the uh, Eagles fire. The Eagles drafted this. What round though? First round. First round. Okay. It was an offensive tackle. Let me look up his name. This guy was like, like. uh... Okay. Yeah. While you looked it up, because I know um, the Chiefs had a third round pick who had a lot of off-field issues. And then they cut him before he even made the team. So, but that's a third round pick. I was talking only first rounders. If you if this guy was a first rounder for the Eagles, maybe there's someone else in contention here. Yeah, his name was Danny Watkins. Yeah, let me. Danny Watkins was drafted in the first round, pick 23. He was drafted in 2010. In the first round, pick four in the CFL. This is the this is this guy I knew. That's why I knew him from. He was a CFL guy that went into the NFL and was picked in the first round. But in that same year, he retired to become a firefighter. Damn. He just he said it that's, was that's brutal. Um <laughs> I don't know how you declare for the NFL draft and then like, oh nope, I'm a fireman. I don't. I she just didn't want to be a. Uh, yeah. Do you know like is there more to the story? Like he refused to play for the Eagles, or is no, he no, literally he just, just he just didn't. He it was not football wasn't his calling. He said after you know playing CFL and NFL, so he went on to be a firefighter. And like he's like well well regarded as like the worst pick the Eagles have ever made. I would hope not so. Me, if you could do any worse than that. Not knowing, yeah, that he would literally do that. But Isaiah Wilson, yeah. I feel like if you he think could be he's a close second. Slow? He could be a close yeah. second to Danny Watkins. His worst draft pick ever. Yeah. I feel like he might even be the number one. I mean, you know, just giving up on Danny your team. Watkins never played. Danny Watkins, I think at the end of the season, he, he uh oh he played a firefighter. Yeah. Oh, no, but it wasn't good. Isaiah wasn't Wilson's good. ahead of him because Isaiah Wilson played three snaps, remember? Yeah. So I think Isaiah, Isaiah Wilson, Wilson so far is at the top of the rankings. Yeah. So I think that's Isaiah Wilson and then like close to Danny Watkins. Watkins. Yeah. And then probably like, a pretty we'll sizable gap. Oh, no, we're yeah. probably missing somebody. Yeah. But it's okay. Those are the two people that come to mind. 
Yeah, I don't know if Isaiah Wilson's going to get a shot with another team. Like, he obviously had enough talent to be a first-round pick, so the teams are going to be interested in him. But maybe he just doesn't want to play football. Like, maybe it's not just a Titans issue. It's just yeah, he man. doesn't have what it takes to be a football player. He doesn't care to put in the effort. Yes. But the last thing before we want to wrap up is uh, I sent this to you. There was a signing of a good old Brown player. Flash Gordon. Uh, change your word there. <laughs> Good old green player, Flash Gordon. Why wouldn't you just say Browns? Why'd you say Brown player? <laughs> if you just added the oh, S, it would have been said, cool. Oh, sorry. Okay, we can just restart that again. <laughs> I was going to say green isn't like smoking wheat, but <laughs> we, can, <laughs> we can go with this again. All right. So the FCF, the fan controlled football league, signed a pretty good wide receiver who is indefinitely suspended from the NFL, who is known as Flash Josh Gordon. The fan control football is basically where you pick your, the fans pick plays. This is not a sponsor at all. I'm just saying it because I don't yeah, You really know sound like it. it's sponsored. And yeah. If we don't it, have a sponsorship. Yeah, no, this is not sponsorship at all. It's just the fan, the, it's, it's a thing where the fans pick plays and it's indoor and it's, it's like, think of the XFL, but like just so much like no offense to the, to the fcf but like just well, so much not, worse it's not 11 v 11 right it's i don't think so i Isn't don't think sevens so. or you may even less than seven it, but it, I'll, i don't really know i just know that there's like a lot of absurd rules in it and then like i just watch it because johnny manzel's in it yeah and he's on gordon's team right yes they see they signed together well John, johnny manzel was there first then um which we call it. He like went on Twitter for like a week and was like, I want Flash Gordon on my team. So then Bob Mennery, who is the owner of the Zappers, said, All right. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's my news. But we may not be sponsored by the FCF, but we are what sponsored are we by Game Time. Here we go. Game Time. Okay. Game Time is this wonderful app where you use your code SSQB to get. $5 off your first purchase, okay? Game time, basically, you go in there, you search for what you want. So let's say you want to go see a Panthers game when when you can see a Panthers game. You can uh, you want to go see an Eagles game. You want to do anything like that. A Rutgers basketball game at the rack. I'll see you there. Exactly, okay? Yep. You can click on it. You type in Rutgers basketball. You click on a certain section. It'll give you even a picture of where you're going to see your spot. Click on it again. You're going to see your automatically your fees included, the price, everything you want. Shebang, right there. Okay? Click on it. Boom, bang. $5 off. Win. Use five. Oh use God. code SSQB to get $5 off your first purchase. Here you go. I better see some of y'all at the rack next year. I better be allowed in the rack next year for starters. But straight. I couldn't go to games this year, and it was hell. It was very upsetting. Yeah. Sorry, right, though. One could say that is stupid, Mark. The fact that I was not allowed to go to Rutgers basketball games. The people behind that are stupid. Yeah. People are indeed stupid. Yes. For for my pick of this week's stupid, um, I had to go back to the um, Buccaneers versus Washington football team playoff game. And um, I didn't realize this, but there was a lot of tweets out about Tyler Henneke and his association politically. And apparently that triggered a lot of people. So What do you mean? He's a Trump supporter know, or something? He's a Trump supporter. So this tweet from Keith Marcus says, looks like Heineke is a Trump supporter. So if you think he played an awesome game tonight, then I hate to tell you, but you're a racist and insurrectionist. Plain and simple. <laughs> so, if I, so, so, so if I think that a football player played good tonight, I'm a racist. Yes. Correct. It's even. Sorry, it's, I like we've gone a step further from just <laughs> if you voted for Trump, you're a racist, you're sexist, all these different things. To if you know or like someone who voted for Trump, then you're all these things. We're getting further and further. It's impressive. If you recognize game of another player, racist, insurrectionist, because yes. that guy supports Trump. I hate to tell you this, but you're ra- you're a racist and insurrectionist. Plain and simple. End of conversation. Period. Okay. Well, yeah, um, Nick Bosa is a big Trump guy. I know that. We've talked highly of him before, so yeah. they got us there. Damn. Some other Trump guys, too. Wow, we're, fuck. we're screwed. 
That was a good one, Mark. I like that. We won't. We we try to stay out of politics, but this one I feel like we can all just agree was a little bit. You know, not politically was just come on, like a little bit too much there. You know, come on. It made me laugh. It yeah. made me laugh. So it's, it's like, right, you know, this is good. Yeah. Okay. Mine is what choice on on Instagram. The meme accounts who you know they do their ads where they sell to all these like e whores. You know, the girls who have their yeah. OnlyFans links and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. So not yeah, only that, we've done all of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we've done all of them. But I respect you know the accounts getting the bag. Respect that. But some of these accounts. This one here has three different posts. I'm posting in Mm -hmm. two minutes. First 100 people to spam F get a follow back and story shout out. I'm posting in one minute. Same thing. I'm posting in 30 seconds. Same thing. Guess what the post is? It's just one of those e-whore ads. (sighs) That's that's trying too hard. But really the people who are stupid here, Mark, are the people who comment and spam F and all those things. You know how many accounts this this account follows, Mark? 70. Oh. Oh. I follow 70. So the fact that they they are gonna follow back the first hundred people who do that. No, no one was smart enough to buy this. That maybe it's a lie. I feel bad for the people who are manipulated here. They're probably little twelve year olds. Yeah, like, oh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna get a follow back, guys. Oh my god, I can be the first one to put F seven times. Oh my god. Oh, guys, I'm gonna get a I'm gonna get a follow back. I'm, I'm gonna have such back. a cool thing at Sharon Town. Oh my god. Let's go. Here we go. That's amazing. That yeah. uh, you know. You couldn't nothing, be bothered to check. <laughs> yeah, nothing excites me more than, you know, stupid people. I mean, this one has about three counts, like the, the e-horse, oh, yeah. the uh, posting, the two minutes, the one minute, the 30 seconds, the count on are stupid for that. And then you got the people who actually spam F in the comments, just three <laughs> counts here. Yeah, that's, that's, that, that, that's some stupid people right there. Yes, it is. But... That is all, Marcus. That is all. We yes. shall serenade everybody in France. Or mm-hmm. serenade everybody in French. And also serenade the people who listen from France. We have a few of you. Okay. So, for my word, it is salut. Oh. Oui. Oui.